Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to learn more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. First Thessalonians 4, 1 Thessalonians 4.1 Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus, his Hebrew name being Yeshua, that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. Everyone likes to be complimented. It's just in our DNA to want to hear flattering words about ourselves, be it from a parent, friend, co-worker, and especially a boss. Accolades just have a way of putting that extra spring in your step. They help that thing we call confidence in ways that we can only imagine, till we experience it, that is. But they can come from sources that are totally unexpected, like your young child looking up at you and him saying, you're the best dada ever. No one would trade that moment for anything. If you are a parent, you know exactly what I mean. Have you ever wondered what might be the greatest compliment one could ever receive? Matthew chapter 25, verses 20 through 21. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Well done, good and faithful servant. Is it your desire to hear this from the maker of the universe? We know that sounds like a silly question because most everyone wants to hear that from the Father. However, your desire to hear that from Him is to be lived out in your everyday life to Him. It is to be exemplified in how you live. But how do we really do this? Just claiming Him and doing things for Him obviously isn't enough. Consider Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. These are people who obviously thought that they were serving the Lord. But were they serving the Lord on their terms or His? We can say that we love the Lord, but what defines love in a relationship? Seriously, think about it. If I bought my wife a motorcycle and said I did so because I loved her, how do you think she would receive it? For what it's worth, my wife doesn't really like motorcycles. On the other hand, however, I happen to like motorcycles. Though I may like the gift, my wife doesn't. How would my love be perceived to her? Should I base my love for her on what I want to give her or what she wants to receive? It should be based on what she wants to receive, right? So we must ask ourselves, 
what pleases the Father? What is it that He desires from us? Because as exemplified by Matthew chapter 7, it doesn't matter what we want to give Him. What matters is what He wants to receive. Everything we do for the Lord is absolutely meaningless if it's not what He desires. Think about that for a minute. The servant in Matthew 25 was told, Well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful in what, though? What is it that the Father has given to us to be faithful in? Comparing this against the verses given to us in Matthew chapter 7, it obviously isn't that of prophesying, driving out demons, or even performing miracles. No doubt that these can be evident in the lives of the faithful, but it's obviously not what the Father is looking for in the light of faithfulness. In fact, it should be noted here that these very things can be evident in one's life who claims to be a believer, yet still not be considered faithful in the eyes of the Father. In all honesty, this should make all of us do some serious soul-searching and truly seek out what He desires us to be faithful in. What is it that we can glean from Matthew chapter 7 to truly understand just what it is that the Father is longing us to be faithful in? Personally, I believe it is found in the last sentence mentioned to those he sends away. He says, Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. What did he say next? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What words did he speak? John chapter 14, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. John chapter 14, verse 24. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. The very words that Yeshua spoke was the eternal word of God. John chapter 7, verse 16. So Jesus, Yeshua, answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me as himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. So what words was he speaking in Matthew chapter 7? Matthew 7 is actually a conclusion of what began in Matthew 5. This is where he said, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 18, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Until heaven and earth pass, the law will not be done away with. Now we can understand his statement. Matthew chapter 7, verse 23. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Again, until heaven and earth pass, the law will not be done away with. So it is the eternal word that we are to pursue in pleasing the Father, 
and not that of what we deem as worthy to give in our relationship with Him. For as mentioned in Matthew 7, Matthew 7 verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. God's will, His eternal instructions. John chapter 7 verse 17. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. How will they find this out? Because they have the written word, the law, to test his words to. So, is your service to God pleasing you or him? Can it be both? Oh, of course. But our focus should be on pleasing him and him alone. In doing so, it will be pleasing to us as we serve and focus on what He wants, not us. I ask you to examine your heart. Are you living your life for how you want to love the Father or how He wants you to love Him? It's extremely critical. So much so that it may be the deciding factor of you hearing Him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. We pray you have been blessed by this message. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.